A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. Hello, bonjour, moi, guan, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of The DNA Airwaves. Today's episode is brought to you by The DNA Project, your entertainment agency. Please visit thednaproject.ca to learn more. It's also brought to you by The MPL, Toronto's modular film and audio studio. Check out the-mpl.com to learn more. Today's guest is Canadian singer-songwriter Gary Beals. You may remember Gary as the runner-up on the first season of Canadian Idol. After a decade-long hiatus, he's now back and releasing his new single, Blood Red Roses, which will be coming out this Friday, so please make sure to check it out. In this conversation, we talked with him about the decade-long hiatus and what brought him back to music. We also get into his experience on Canadian Idol and the aftermath of everything that comes with being on such a big show. Another great chat with another great artist, and I hope you guys enjoy it. This is the DNA Airwaves. Anyhow, we're live. Oh, boom. All right. You said that, and everyone got super quiet. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> trying to fix my headphones. Thank you so much for joining us, man. We really, really appreciate you coming into the studio to talk to us today. How yes, you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's a pleasure to be here. Feels good yes, to be sir. in this nice space. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> After sweating it out outside. Yeah, it's hot outside. Yes, eh? it indeed, it is. It was a journey. It was Thank a workout. You for making the journey down to see us. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Matt, Anthony, how are you guys doing? Good, man. Good, Always good. Always good to be here. Glad yeah. to see you, Gary. It's been a minute. Yes, it's been a long minute. How long sir. has it been for you guys? Since we've seen each other or yeah. since we met? Since you've seen each other. Do we know the answer to uh, either? Questions? I don't yeah. even know. I feel like Ooh, I saw you years maybe ago. in passing sometimes. Really? Some shows, okay. But yeah. Yeah. And uh, when did we meet? We met through Mark McKay. I yeah. know that much. Who's so, Mark McKay for... Was he producing for you? Yeah. Okay. So uh, we met during the release of my second album, which came out in 2009. Okay. And so Mark McKay produced three tracks off of that album. And uh, yeah, and uh, and you guys performed a few of the tracks. Yeah, yeah. We did a couple of shows. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, can I just, um, we'll cut this out. Can can you just try to stay a bit more? I know you want to turn to everybody oh, okay, and we're yeah. spread around. Yes, uh, but yeah, it's it's good a couple of inches from you, but just stay. Like if you want to look at Anthony, maybe turn this way. To turn this way, okay. Because otherwise yeah, we natural. can't hear what you're saying and all it's right. all about hearing you. Feels very natural. All right. Turn. Yeah, I know, right? Like this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to showbiz. I should have oh, practiced at home. Else. <laughs> it's pivoting. Yeah. I'm good at that. I learned that on CP24. Maggie <laughs> <laughs> called it CP24, says a lot. What's it called? CP24? C- yeah. CP247. 24-7? That could be your new oh, show. people don't yeah. say 247? No, no. It's Never. different where I'm from. Yeah. Do you ever, when you're in trouble, do you ever call 911? 911? <laughs> no. Try it and see if anybody wow. comes. So you guys wow. have been on stage together? Yes. I've had the privilege and honor, yeah. Yeah? It's been a yeah. long time. Yeah. But 
Yes, sir. Dope, dope. Yeah. So what's up with you right now? What's going on? How you doing? Um, yeah, I'm doing good. Just chilling during these COVID times. Yeah. Um, but music-wise, I have new material. I have an album that is complete and uh, it's ready to be released. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about the release of this album. It's been a long minute. Last album was, like I said, 2009. Yeah. So oh, yep. it's been a long time it's coming. Time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, we want to definitely get into the album, but I think... Usually we like to get a little bit of the beginning story oh, and just kind of. There's no beginning for me. <laughs> no, it's just now. <laughs> I just, I just dropped out of the sky. <laughs> and here I am <laughs> with my album. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Sound effect. We'll insert the sound effect later. <laughs> so after you fell out of the sky in 2009, All right? Did you? Were you working on this album the whole time afterwards? No, I. I uh, so I released my second album in 2009, which was called The Rebirth of. And then I kind of just promoted that album for me about two two years. And uh, then I just kind of took a break from music. Um, I just felt like I needed to kind of step back and not do music at all. Just kind of live a little bit, travel. Um, I did a lot of traveling. And uh, yeah, I just stopped doing music altogether. And then I slowly got back into uh, just performing. Uh, so I started performing with a few different bands in the city. And I did that for a couple of years. That probably started out in 2013, I would say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then by probably 2017, I just was eager to uh, kind of just put out my own material. And so I was seeking producers. That took me a minute, but then I finally landed on one and the rest is the album. Nice. Fighting a producer is hard, right? Was it was it a matter for me, of finding I the mean, right one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how it is for other artists, but for me, it was really difficult to find an uh, to find a producer. Um, just more so the sound, and because I wanted to come with a little bit something different, not something that people were kind of used to hearing me do, um, and someone who was kind of be able to stretch me just a little bit uh, musically vocally as well um and so yeah it was taking me a bit of time but i finally found someone uh, a good friend a cousin of mine he's a hip-hop artist by the name of uh, terrell morris so mm-hmm. he had a show he was releasing i believe an ep or an album and i went to the show really i uh, was vibing the music that he was doing and he had li- a live band behind him and i was like who produced your stuff and uh it's like you, ha- you have to introduce me to this producer nice. and uh yeah the goal was just to do two tracks with uh with this producer loche and uh we ended up doing a full album so wow yeah that's pretty dope i was listening to an interview you were doing uh, i think in april or was published in april i don't know when you recorded but in the interview you said during the hiatus that you just needed to stop feeling like you always needed to be on right now i think i have an understanding of what that means but could you just explain in your like your own terms what that felt to you always being on um, well, because I did uh, Idol back in 2003. Right. And uh, from just doing Idol, um, I just kind of always felt there was this expectation for me to just be on and continue to just keep um, releasing music. And um, just, I guess, being somebody that I was not. Right. And so for the course of for a long time, I had struggled with my sexuality, mm-hmm. um, kind of in- internally, not even kind of just internally. And even though people may have knew, they, uh, you know, it was more of an internal struggle for me. Right. And so 
musically I felt like I had to be on and then on a personal level like I felt like I always had to be on there was that expectation to me for me to be a certain character yeah okay and so I was kind of playing a role but always wanting to be authentic but I didn't know how to be authentic so what Um, was the change what allowed or enabled you to feel confident to be who you are um traveling really helped um so um you know just traveling different parts of the world and connecting with different people and different cultures um really it really kind of shaped me a bit and and and, um took me back to you know the core of who i am and um it was a chance for me to really get to know myself and also in 2017 i took a trip to hawaii and i'm I'm a lover of nature because i grew up in in nova scotia in the country right um around trees and water and all that stuff and so i went to hawaii decided to go by myself it was my first trip i decided to take by myself and it was an amazing trip and it was just a chance for me to connect with myself Mm -hmm. and to be surrounded around nature it was just it was a beautiful um life-changing experience and that kind of is what kind of um kind of jump-started the, the album or the desire to kind of create this new album. Nice. Where in Hawaii did you go? I stayed in Honolulu. Okay, that's the big island? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've heard great things. I've never, I've never oh, been. It was amazing. Yeah? Yeah, I did some scuba diving, okay. some okay. parasailing. First time scuba diving. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was two times I thought I was going to die when I was down there. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then I came back up and then i decided to go down again i don't know why but Mm -hmm. uh yeah i decided to face my fears a little bit that's good um so yeah it was a really 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 good trip um it was awkward at first because it was my first trip like by myself so i was like okay um this feels weird yeah um but by day two i was like yeah i'm good nice yeah that's incredible Mm -hmm. right wow and then it was during that trip where you kind of started to feel the inspiration to get back into music yeah because i stepped away from it and i just uh yeah it was just hard for me to i'm like uh i I believe in like energy and all that stuff and sometimes it was hard for me to connect Mm -hmm. um with um certain producers like i guess musically right um and just find that energy that worked for me um so it was a good chance for me to connect to myself and then when i came back seeking for uh, looking for producers it was easier to kind of find somebody Wow. Did you did you uh leave or step away from music intending to not go back? Did like did you have a plan? Um at that point? I I yeah, I kind of did. You know, I grew up singing gospel, so because I struggle with my sexuality, that wouldn't really work in the gospel world mm. gotcha. to be my authentic self right. and then to do R&B music like in the the culture, you know, the the black culture and then the R&B world is it's like do we do yeah. do we do that kind of music yeah. and not that yeah. I need to, you know, express that kind of stuff in my music. I just wanted to be able to I want to be able to be authentic and so it was like well can i really be my authentic self and do music one can i do gospel two can i do r&b um so it was it was that struggle that i had for a while and that was really the um one of the reasons why i kind of stepped back stopped doing music um yeah would you say that you changed the type of music that you make now or you're just more comfortable making the music that you want yeah i was just more comfortable making the music that i'm making now were you at any point told that you can't make that music? Or? No, never. So it was just an internal. Yeah, it was like not you know, not just you know what I mean. Yeah, it was an yeah, internal thing. That definitely you were going an internal struggle, 
And because I grew up in the church, I grew up in a, a black community, um, in the music industry, you know, I'm not seeing people of color right, um, right, necessarily yeah. embracing their sexuality right. um, in that sense. So it was more of, it was something that I struggled with internally. And so I was just like, okay, well, I don't see anybody else doing it. So I'm not going to step out and do it myself. Mm. Do you think there's a lot of R&B artists that are um, not being their true self? Um, I would say so, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Probably artists in general. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. Yeah. Even in 2020, that's, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. But I don't, yeah, I believe you. I just, I was curious from someone that has a little bit more interaction with, you know, artists of that level that maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say so. I mean, I can speak for myself because, you know, I mean, it's more of a like, what are you taught from a young child? And right. it's kind of like that paradigm. And even though it may be okay, it's like, well, my thought process is it's it's wrong. Right. The conditions yeah. you know, of your upbringing. Yeah. You know, and sure. so it's, I always talk about like having to remove those layers and having to continue to remove layers of, you know, what society wants me to be, what culturally I'm supposed to be, mm -hmm. um, you know, what my family and friends want me to be. Um, so it, it became that. Wow. Got you. Um, so going from that world of gospel growing up, then you get to, how did you get to Canadian Idol? Like, how did that um, So, actually? yeah, it was a, I was on the first season of Canadian Idol. I remember when the American Idol came out, I was, like, super excited. Every time that came on, I was in front of the TV just watching, singing along with contestants. And then I found out uh, Canadian Idol was coming to Canada. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Halifax was one of the audition places and so um, a lot of my friends we, we you know we love to sing so we decided to go to the audition nice. and uh, yeah kind of that's how it happened that was in 2003 that must have been a big change like yeah in the spotlight all the time right majorly majorly because it was like an overnight change it was kind of like and then you know we didn't know what to expect with Canadian Idol because it was the first season mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah but it was uh, it yeah it did is a that the year uh, Brian Mello won uh, Ryan Malcolm yes oh Ryan Malcolm yeah. mm. right 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 yeah what, was, what would you say were the biggest changes like pre and post Canadian Idol um Gosh, I mean, just performing on like a nat national stage and, right. and, and traveling across the country. Um, because before that, I was just performing like locally at different churches um, in front of people who knew who I was. Right. Yeah. Um, but then after Idol, it's just like, you know, the whole country kind of knows who you That's are. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I would be in the mall sometimes with my mom and people would say, hey, Gary. And my mom would be like, like, just who's that? Like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Or if I, you know, I used to see people and they used to say, hey, Gary. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm supposed to act like I know you. I don't right, know if right. I know you. But so it was that awkward feeling. And yeah. then sometimes you're like, well, who are you? And then people get offended by that. So it's just like, it's yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Intense. Oh, yeah. Was that um, another reason why you kind of took a break? Because you just didn't like the interactions that you were having with some yeah. of the people coming up to you? Yeah. And then it's just, you, you know, you're trying to grow, but you're trying to grow like um, from the a, like kind of public view. Right, right, right. So it's right. just like, how do I grow like myself? Yeah. How do I get to know myself? But how do I do that when you're constantly under a, a microscope? Yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What would you say to somebody that, has the same type of struggle with being their authentic self. Is there any advice you could give to anyone listening that might be going through something similar 
to what you have um yeah uh what would i say um you know seek out you know people that you can be comfortable around and that you feel that you can be yourself right um and uh you know kind of find that tribe of people and uh and 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 just kind of be yourself um yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would say that. I guess it's hard for me to kind of say, well, no, not really, but yeah. That's it. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's it. I think you got it. Powerful words. <laughs> Do you write all of, all of your music? or? Yeah, for this album I co-wrote. So I co-wrote with uh, my cousin Terrell Morris, a hip-hop artist. Yeah, nice. um, five of the tracks on this album, and then three of the tracks I wrote with a friend of mine, a musician friend of mine by the name of Nick. Um, and then one of the tracks I co-wrote with uh, singer-songwriter Natasha Waterman. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. What are your three favorite songs on this new album? Oh, my goodness. Three favorite tracks on the like album would be... Uh, um, and what they're like, not just the names. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Why you like them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say Me For Me because Me For Me was the first song that I wrote for the album, was the first song that I wrote when I met up with Loesch. And uh, it was me just expressing myself, not just my sexuality, but just being vulnerable to be able to come into a space with a um, someone in the music industry to say, this is who I am. Right. And so it was kind of like, you know, take me for me. And, uh, and then just um, talked about like my relationships, being in relationships and uh, just being authentic but sometimes it's not easy to be authentic to show up as yourself mm -hmm. um so that um and then it just i mean there's so many layers to kind of me for me um you know people come up to me and they're like okay i resonate with the song and this is what it means for me yeah um so i would say me for me i would say uh blood red roses which is my second single that's coming out um and that song because that was inspired by my trip to south africa and, when did you um, go there? Yeah, I went to South Africa February of 2019, so last wow. year. Wow. And it was my first time in Africa. Yeah. And it was um, oh, an amazing experience Like to be in Africa mm -hmm. for the first time. Like I really felt like I belonged wow. in that place. Right. And to see um, um, just, just the interactions of people. Yeah. Um, it was really beautiful to see. Um, it was hard coming back because it was just like, it felt like the interactions were really cold here mm -hmm. where, you know, you see, you know, various levels of, you know, people who have, you know, a lot of money yep. and then you see poverty, but you still see the joy and the beautiful interactions. And that was really good to see. Even like we would go to clubs and yep. stuff and it was just, you know, no one's looking at anybody. It's just like they're mean just- Mean mugging. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. they're enjoying their- their time with with everybody who they came with, right? And um, so, uh, Blood Red Roses was inspired by uh, my trip to South Africa and just basking in the moment and enjoying your time with whoever it is that you're with, whether it's you know someone on a romantic level or just like a platonic level, right? And then uh, the third track would be, um, I would say. Probably Hands, Hands. That's a song that I wrote with um, Natasha Waterman. And that's probably the most personal song. Like when me and her met up, we just chatted and we were just talking about things that, well, me, I've never ever ex expressed to anybody um, in a sense. So it was just beautiful to connect on that level and then come up with Hands. And Hands is really me talking to my younger self. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. Um, those are my 
favorite three tracks on That's the album. Dope. Can't wait to hear them. Mm-hmm. How would you describe um, maybe the production? Uh, like, did it change from your last album? Did you want specifically other things, or did the producer want other things? Um, it's uh, it's kind of like a pop. It's it's uh, R and B. It's uh, it's in terms of the production itself. Like, I find there's uh, it's very eclectic. Um, and then even like vocally, like before I wouldn't use like false, I like wouldn't sing in my falsetto, mm. but a few of the songs, you know, I'm singing in my falsetto where before I wasn't embracing falsetto at all. Right. <laughs> right. You didn't like it before? No, no. It felt weird. Cause you know, I'm used to, I'm used to belting and just, you know, using the, the power of my voice. So right. to sing those, you know, the, it's kind of my, when I'm singing the falsetto is very light. So mm, it, it yeah. kind of felt weird. Um, so I started to embrace that and mm-hmm. just kind of just use different parts of my voice. And um, and then just me and Loesch, we just connected like really well, like musically. Like there would be ideas that I had before going into the studio, like when we were working on another song. And it would just be like I would go in like with the intention of saying, OK, Loesch, this is this is the type of song that I want to do today. Mm-hmm. And then he would just come and it and that would be what the song is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like musically. So it, it like I really feel like we meshed um, perfectly. Nice. Are yeah. you typically going to the studio with like your lyrics or do you have a no. Um So like I said, I'm just kind of like a vibe person. Um, so I would go there and I, I mean, I had certain topics and things that I wanted to discuss and, okay. and talk about. Um, but I kind of just went in and then we just kind of created the music from scratch. Um, so we created the song from scratch. So we would go in. Um, I think we first set out like five days. So we went in each day. We like did one song um so we go in um he would create write it as well yeah wow yeah so we would go in um create the music and then we would write to it sometimes we maybe just we wouldn't get to the second verse but then i would go home write the second verse and then come back next day we're going we're on to another song so we did that for like five days straight but then we kind of got writer's block after the fifth day so it was like Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> what, what, what do we do now? So there was moments like during it where it was really frustrating because we were so quick at just, you yeah, know, banging yeah. out the tracks and then like just like a full stop. Right. Like it wasn't gradual. It was like an mm-hmm. abrupt stop. Um, what did you guys do to break the writer's block? Um, we just kind of took a break and uh, Loesch was like, well, maybe you just need to go out and, 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 and watch other people perform mm-hmm. and go to shows. Live and life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just kind of get inspired again. Right. Um, so I did that and then, uh, yeah, we came back at it again and then we finished the second half of the album and then I went to South Africa and then we finished that. That was the final song that we did. Damn. What, you were saying that you wanted to take a break and get inspired what inspires you um gosh what inspires me um i love to see people in their element no matter what they're doing if it's dance Mm -hmm. and they just do it like just in an authentic and a raw place i love to see that i love to just um yeah i mean whether they're singing i love to watch other people sing and um and them have the confidence and the control um and just the way they um are able to um just stand on stage and command the stage sort of thing. I'm inspired by art. I'm inspired by, you know, other cultures and people and getting to know people and getting to know who they are um, 
beyond what they may want us to see. Because, right. you know, I like to ask a lot of questions when I'm sometimes meeting up with people. Um, and then I'm inspired by nature. I love nature because um, nice. that's what I grew up around, surrounded around. Do you incorporate any natural or natural sounding elements into your music? Um, Good question. Uh, no, not on this album, I don't think, no. I think that's going to change. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> I saw a light bulb. Yeah, I need to get back in the studio tonight, maybe. <laughs> Just grab a recorder. Uh, right. <laughs> that was one of the reasons why I decided to bike here because I, yeah, I wanted to bike like along the lakeshore and just mm-hmm. kind of oh. just be in the moment and take in the lake and just yeah, taking yeah. the water, awesome. taking the people. Been out here on the lake? I've been over. It's amazing. On, I didn't even know. There's bike paths. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Because I was driving along stuff. the bike path, and then I got lost. Oh, <laughs> that's good. the reason why I was delayed. Uh, <laughs> getting lost is good for inspiration. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> so what, you is, biked here? Uh, yeah, I did. I oh, biked okay. here, and then I ended up like biking. Uh, well, I got close, but I thought it was like really far. So I was going to walk, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm just going to hop in an Uber. But then it was like two minutes in the yeah. Uber. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, you know, I waited for the Uber for like three minutes, and I probably, you know, I could have been here. There you go. It all worked out. Yeah. And you got to see the water. Right, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So it was exercise. (laughs) Right. We should have more lunch out there. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just Just got romantic real quick. (laughs) We'll talk after. I didn't say dinner. No, I mean, you know, I see groups of people out there all the time. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) We eat lunch all the time. Oh, okay. Just (laughs) just not in front of the water. Not as romantic as he's hoping. For those of you who didn't know, we eat lunch. All the time. Once a day, we have lunch. Yeah, I mean, this is an everyday thing right. for me. Okay, I see twice sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We're not one of those one lunch a week people. We have one every day. Every day, okay. That's a good thing. Wow. Good for the body. Do you miss Nova Scotia? I, uh, yeah, I do. I do. I miss the people. Yeah? Yeah. How are they different? Yeah, sorry, and where, where in Nova Scotia are you from? Uh, I'm from, so I'm from a small community uh, called Cherry Brook. Cherry Brook, which okay. is, Yeah, in the Preston area. Um, yeah, it's like a small black community. Okay. Um, yeah, that's where I'm from. Okay. And what, and sorry, Matt had asked, uh, what was your question, Matt? Why do I, how are they different? Oh, how are they different? Um, I would say they're friendlier to me. Mm. To to me, they're friendlier. Um, I don't know. Why are you saying specifically like to me? I know. Well, I mean. You see them being mean to other people? You know what, because, you know, because some people could say like, well, no, I don't think that. So, I mean, my experience is they're friendlier to me. Very diplomatic. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shame on us, Toronto. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And just, yeah, yeah, it's just the interactions are different. I don't know if it's, um, you know, I mean, like I said, I grew up in like a really small community. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. You know, even though people may not be your aunt or your uncle, you're calling them aunt. You're calling them oh, uncle. Close for sure. um, yeah, you're yeah. calling everybody your cousin sort of thing. They're yeah. not really How your big's cousin. the town? Um, the community I'm from, maybe, maybe like 400, I would say four or 500. And oh, then there's another. People yeah. or thousands? No, just 400 people, <laughs> not thousand. <laughs> and then there's other communities, uh, like there's another community that's maybe like five minutes away from me, um, North Preston, where my grandmother, um, she was from, uh, which is the largest indigenous black community in Canada. Oh. Um, yeah, so, and yeah. Would you ever like move back there? Or um, I say no. Yeah. 
<laughs> How come? I'm, I'm, I'm so used to the city now. Okay. And it's funny because before I moved to, or before I came to Toronto, I didn't want to move at all because I was so used to, you know, just being in, in, in Nova Scotia, yeah. small town kind of vibe. But now I am, I'm, I'm a city boy. Yeah. What actually <laughs> brought you here? Um, so after Idol, I, I did my first album here, but I didn't like officially move here, um, but I recorded my album here and then I was just performing a lot here. So it was a lot of back and forth. So it just made sense for me to actually move to, uh, Nova Scotia. Me and my mom actually, we, we moved, we moved up together. So we drove up Labor Day weekend. How long was that drive? It was, uh, 18 hours. 18 hours. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm? It's doable. It's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, I did it a couple times. So um, you drove every time you were coming back and forth. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. My mom doesn't drive, so it was just me driving. But you know, when you have good company, it's a good drive. Your mom came every time too. No, 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 no. Um, Sometimes I would go down with you know, like family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends. Right. Um, Yeah. But I, I, I can't remember the last time I drove down. I just fly down now. Just When's like, the last time you've been? Uh, 2000 and, what are we, 2020. So I didn't get down last year. Last year was the only year I didn't get down. Um, so 2018, I think it was like October. I was down there. Before. Okay. Well, what's the music scene like back in the um, Music scene, that's kind of a good question. Uh, or even like growing up, I guess. Um, growing up, I, uh, I sang in church a lot. So, oh, so you weren't really outside. But no, I'm no. assuming there is a, oh, I've heard there's a pretty good scene there. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've been living here so long that right. I don't know exactly what the scene is like. Gotcha. Um, okay. But growing up, um, you know, I, I was singing in the church. So okay. we would just sing at various churches, different like community events and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so I was just doing gospel. I was in a group called Light of Day. And so we would just perform like throughout the province at different uh, churches. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. So what are you what have you been doing during the quarantine to kind of um fill up your time? Um nothing sometimes. Nothing's <laughs> <laughs> good yeah. sometimes. And it feels it. weird cuz like, you know, sometimes I'm like I I feel guilty not doing anything at all. Yeah. But then I have to just condition myself to say, you know, it's, it's okay not to do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so I just kind of been doing nothing. I, d- I did a little bit of writing. Um, I started working, like, on another project. So yeah. I kind of, I guess, I'm, like, five songs in. Okay. Um, so, and then I just kind of stopped writing. I guess I had writer's block again. Right. Um and does it uh, come in spurts? Your writing, like yeah, because I naturally I'm not like I wouldn't say like that's my thing. Yeah, writing. Um, in terms of like me knowing what I want to say, yeah, but that's I guess that's why I prefer to co-write. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Can I ask you a question about the writing process? Mm-hmm. Um, as as a fellow musician who releases music, um, very. Sparsely, would that be the yeah. word? Oh, um, you're like me then. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm what so I want to know is because um, I hear of artists like Coldplay and like Timbaland, for example, that write a crazy amount of songs per album and then throw most of them away or sell them off right to somebody like Katy Perry. <laughs> Sorry, Katy. Um, <laughs> do you are you like that, or is every song precious? And if it's not good, you throw it away right away. Yeah, it's funny because the albums that I mean, this is my third album, and each album, every song that we wrote is it's 
we put on the album we didn't like do a collective of songs and then kind of pull from the you know the the group of songs and like okay yeah we're going to use this and or maybe we'll give it to somebody else um but i guess when i was like when we're writing if it just doesn't feel right we just kind of get rid of that or we'll start just a new creative direction for it um we won't necessarily finish the song Mm, right that kind of makes if that answers your question no that that does and i'm i i i always find it a little strange the other way why how could you write something and then not like it after so that that makes a lot of sense to me yeah or at least if you don't like it then you keep apart and maybe put it into something else exactly because actually that's what happened with uh one of the songs like when we were on the fifth song we uh we were writing a song but it just wasn't coming out the way we wanted it to come out um and then so we just ended up making it like an interlude sort of thing um yeah if anybody's listening and you have a song that you're not sure about, turn it. That's genius. I, yeah. I can think of three songs that I should have done that. With. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, because the, the chorus ended up being really great, but we were trying to you know uh, do a, a verse to it, and it just wasn't coming out right. So it was just like you know what, let's just scrap it, which we did. But then we were like, you know what, let's come back to it and let's just make it. We called it in, on the album. It's an intermission. <laughs> oh, that's um, great. Yeah. So I guess with the new album release, are you, um, as far as live performing, I guess it's going to be hard to tour, but do you plan on live streaming or do you have any kind of performances set up to promote the um, song? Yeah, I mean, that's the plan to do. I mean, I I don't really like live streaming. I love like performing yeah. with either, yeah. like with a people, full band, sure. with people. Like that's just my thing. I yeah. mean, I even hate, performing when i used to have to perform with uh to tracks mm-hmm. i used to hate that um so the live streaming kind of thing I, I guess i just need to find a way to be creative with it where i maybe i can use a, a full band or just uh you know a guitarist or something yeah um so that's something that uh we're looking into i think we have like two performances lined up so far okay, but yeah like at a drive-in or what are you gonna be no doing? no just kind of like in my own st- in a studio or uh, we need to find a, a spot to with like, guests kind of, or you're yeah the 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 goal is to do with guests but i mean we're limited on the amount of guests that we can do so um but it'll be nice because it'll be like you know more so an intimate performance yeah Um, and then we'll just kind of live stream it do it here we have the room oh (laughs) yes 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 okay i like that And I like, as soon as I walked in, I loved the, fe- I mean, I, yeah, I just love the feel of the space. You awesome. flatter us, sir. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, it's true. And it's funny because I hate doing interviews too, but I feel, feel, oh, really? feel really comfortable. In, That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. the hope. Like I, I shouldn't say I hate doing interviews, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not a fan of them. Uh, it can be hard, especially because interviews usually happen at inconvenient times. Right? Yeah. yeah. Between shows sure, or yeah. like right after you. Yeah. Leave. Did probably what were interviews like during American Idol? Oh, like Canadian yeah. Idol. Oh, I'm so sorry. Canada. I don't even remember doing um, interviews during Canadian Idol. It's funny because we always had to wear like our name to um, our number. Oh, yeah. I can't even remember what yeah, number yeah, I was. So I would actually take my number off because I didn't want to look like I was a contestant so that they would, you know, come and try and interview me. Because yeah. um, <laughs> I hated doing interviews, I hated the camera. Yeah. Yeah. What was it about the camera? You just don't. I, I don't I, I know. Don't like the camera either, so I, 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 yeah, I mean, I guess that was a part of me that was kind of just hiding who I was, and yeah. so that maybe if you go deep down, that's oh, maybe snap. okay. What it was that might be happening but, to me too. <laughs> so, are you better with it now? 
Well, I mean, yeah, clearly you're here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am. I'm. I'm a lot better. I'm. I'm growing cool. and getting better with it. And yeah, that must have been crazy. The though. more I live in my authentic truth, right, yeah, yeah, then yeah. it becomes easier to do because then I just show up as myself. And if it works, it works. Yeah. And it's not really that pressure to no kind of be on or kind of say a certain thing. It's just like, okay, this is me. Yeah. Love it or leave it. Exactly. That's good. Yeah. I think more people like. Everyone, once you feel comfortable in your own skin, life just becomes a lot more comfortable. I agree. Yeah. And the interactions are different with people. Yeah. Like I really find like interactions are a whole lot different with people. Yeah. Uh, Can you like elaborate on that? Like before when you were being the character, what you were, because you were probably having the fake conversation with somebody or is it just you felt a different. It was very surfaced. Okay. So it wasn't, yeah, it was just like, you know, hey, how you doing? And and just, it, we wouldn't get to a level of certain conversations. Right. Um, but now it's different. Even just, yeah, just the energy, the vibe is different. And, uh, yeah. What do you look for in a producer? Um, Gosh, what do I look for? Like what were some of the, the key characteristics of the gentleman? I forget his name. Loesch? Loesch. I didn't want to say his okay, name. Okay, you're good. But <laughs> what were some of the things that kind of made you think that that was going to be such a good connection? Um, it was because when I first heard um, uh, Terrell, his, when I went to his uh, album release party and I heard his music, I was like, yes. I think this producer would work for me. That's why I wanted him to introduce me to Give us some specifics. Yeah, like the sound. What was it about? Um, It was the, like, it was just this, I was so inspired by it when he was actually rapping to myself. I was actually like singing um, along to it. And so I was inspired. So that was inspiration for me. Because I always say when people inspire me, like when people are singing, I'm like there, I'm singing as well. Right. So what is it that, when you heard that, because it was your cousin's track? Uh, yes. So when you heard that, what made you go, oh, it's the production, not just my cousin's flow? It was just the fe- it was the feel of the music. And because I'm such a feel person, like I just, it made me feel a certain way. It made me feel like I was home or like I was, like it, it, it just, yeah, it was the feel of the, of the music. It just felt right to me. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was that, that like I guess comparing it to your cousin's previous music? Was it like you just? I, ne- I never even too? heard his. Mu- I never oh. even heard his music before. Okay. Um. So, um, because I was close to his mom. Gotcha. And so he was actually a young boy when we. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess we we're all just trying to visualize like what, how, like how you just knew. I guess you just felt it. Yeah. You know? I just you know when you just feel something when you just know it. It's just it's like just, I guess when you're meeting somebody you're in a relationship where you're getting to know somebody. It's just like you know that. Like this can go further because yeah, it feels good. Love it first. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sometimes you can't really articulate it, but yeah. you just know that this it feels good. Yeah, right. yeah, and so that's what it was for me. And then just meeting up with him, it just was really organic in terms of our our interaction and um, just his his um, level of I guess uh, the 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 music, like his understanding of music um it was very vast and so i was just like oh yeah let's just try this let's test it out and if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't so when we did the first song me for me it worked when we did the second song good company it worked gotcha and then we just kept going would you say that the result was what you heard in your head or was it something unexpected you're like oh i like this 
Like you didn't know what was going on? I didn't even know what to kind of expect. I was kind of very, I was really nervous. It's like kind of when you're going on a first date with somebody and you you, you want the best to happen. And it's just like, okay, I really wanted to work this time. Um, But then sometimes it doesn't work. But so I didn't really have an expectation or like what I thought it would sound like. It was more so, okay, I I like the the end result. I like what it sounds Mm -hmm. like. And then he has to really like understand what you're going for. Right. How do you explain that to somebody or I guess to a producer more specifically? Yeah, we just kind of, he was just like, okay, well, what are you, what are you all about? And then I kind of came in and then we just kind of talked for a bit. We chatted, um, told him, you know, kind of my inspiration musically where I wanted to go. And then that's when we started just um, diving into the music. And then then uh, we had a, a guitarist and a bassist there. Mm-hmm. He, well, he plays guitar and bass. Um, and uh, he was just kind of fiddling around. And then he was like, you know what, just go in the booth and just kind of freestyle. So then they were playing the guitar, um, the um like the instrumentation of the guitar and then I just freestyled and um, for a bit maybe about 10 minutes and then we just that's started it. to pick pieces from it and then that's how we built Me For Me wow yeah do you anticipate um, now that you're kind of putting your music back out there that the gap between the next one might not be as long or do you think maybe you should take after this one let it breathe for a bit I don't think then. I can afford to take another 11 year <laughs> break <laughs> <laughs> okay okay um hopefully not um yeah um it just gets costly like i'm you know yep. i'm an independent artist right. so it gets costly because i don't do production right so it gets costly to do music mm-hmm. um so that was also the issue for me and um i mean i would love to do it you know every day to you know be creating music every day yeah um but who can I get in the studio with every day where it's just like, okay, let's do this. And there's no actual, there's no major cost to it. Right. No, that makes sense. Unless you can fund it. I can help. We can help. (laughs) We can help. Definitely. We'll talk off mic. Don't worry. (laughs) Anyway, I just, I don't want to waste any more of your time. And I do really, really appreciate you coming in. Any last words for your listeners and our listeners? And can you shout out your social media so we can follow your journey? Yeah, so my social media, Instagram is Gary Bills Music. Uh, Facebook is the same. And uh, my uh, single, Me For Me, is out. The video is out. The acoustic version, I did acoustic version for Me For yeah, Me. Yeah, we'll just, um, just listen to it. Thank you. Um, so that's out. That just came out um, two weeks ago, I guess. Well, well by the time we hear this. And then, yeah, Blood Red Roses. That's my second single that will come out. And the video, we just, we shot the video and we're in the editing process for that. So when do you think that'll be out? Um, the audio comes out on the 21st and then the video probably will come out a week or two after. Okay. Looking forward. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again. And I mean, thanks to all the support. Thank you for having Thank me. You, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's Appreciate been a pleasure. That. Thanks for the insight. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and hopefully, I can get back in this space. Yes. Hell yeah. Please come back back by. For sure. We're going to talk right now. <laughs> okay. Join <Right now. laughs> the Patreon to hear that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Good stuff. We got to talk.
As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.